What's up, everybody? It's the guy that you may know as the greatest WWE Games performer of all time in the history of WWE Games. Man, that sounds pretty lame, but it sounds pretty cool when I say it. Anyways, it's the one that you may know. It's kind of funny, but cringy at the same time. The one who made thousands of people have grins, smiles, and laughter over the course of years on Twitter in 2013, 14, 15. Not really 16, not really now because I don't really use that app, but we won't get into that yet. It is, of course, at Hill B. Ziggler, Black Ziggler. Yes, you got it, Black Ziggler. I am here in full action with my voice, and I know it sounds strange, but you'll get used to it. It'll be catchy, just like everything on my SoundCloud, but I'm not going to plug that yet. And yes, that little sound in the background, that is indeed a PlayStation 4. Yes, I am a nerd at heart. Um, I'm surprised I'm not wearing my Batman uh, shirt. It's like his face with uh, with like a Minecraft style. Uh, I'm such a dork. Uh, but anyway, uh, there's been a lot of stuff going on. A lot of stuff going on. A lot of, uh, lot of talks. Going on in the wrestling community, you know, as always, talks, you know, from these blogs, vlogs, and I hate vloggers. I, I hate, I hate vloggers. Like, why do we want to see your face? Like, I, I mean, uh, I'm being a hill already. My bad. I just started. This is my first episode and I'm being a hill. But yeah, like, why, why do we want to see your face? Like, just... Just, just let us, just let us imagine, you know, keep the mystery going. Nobody wants to see your face while you talk to us, especially with his nonsense. You know, people don't get like, you're, you're, you're talking out of your butt. Like, you don't know what you're saying. Like, why? Why do we need to see your face? Anyway, uh, I just think that's funny. Especially like when people just like sit there or stand there and, uh, they they just be so confident, you know, and what they're talking about, like it's right. Or some of them might do uh, a YouTube video and not say anything at all. But I mean, that's your style. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, a lot of talks, a lot of lot of talks in the wrestling community, a lot of rumors, you know. Uh, let's see. Let's just get straight to it. Uh, we have. From SmackDown because a lot of people know that I am more of an SD Live guy. Uh, Raw is cool. Raw is like... Raw, I would say Raw is like so... Those those fun, good years. You know what I mean? Like 2012, 13, 14. Uh, not, I mean, it depends. Not really 14... No, 14, it was cool because, you know, you had the authority and they wasn't like, you know, they wasn't like too extreme with it. It was still pretty cool and it was still pretty fun to watch, uh, especially with the whole uh, Survivor Series uh, match. But then they just like dragged it on a little after that. And it was like, come on, like, OK, we get it. Like <laughs> you're in charge, you know, anybody that uh go against your rules or whatever or doesn't join you, they're going to get uh screwed over. Like we get it. Uh, but yeah, uh, 15 was cool for Raw. Uh, 
16 was definitely cool for Raw. Uh, if you want to talk about like the NXT uh, rookies and all that stuff. Uh, but I, I've always been a SmackDown guy. Always. Like, even when I, uh, you know, first started watching, like, years ago, like, I've always, uh, tuned into SmackDown more. And I don't know, I, I always thought it was because of the colors, because I'm, I'm a little bit biased, because I like blue. And, uh, I like, I just like blue, and I like the way it looks. And during the matches, it's not dim. Like, <laughs> raw like sometimes well actually a lot of times and i think a couple times they actually had good lighting but like raw always raw always gotta have like dim lighting unless it's 2012 or like the early years of raw other than that yeah raw is always dim uh and like I don't get it. Like, I want to see what's going on. I want to see. Like, why won't you... Why won't you brighten the lights? Like, it's not a house show. <laughs> it's not a house show. I want to see what's going on. You know? Um, I want to see when Bray Wyatt comes from underneath the ring. Whoa. <laughs> Fourth wall broken. Or six. No, I think six is a reserve number for uh, Baron Corbin. But anyway... Yeah, so SmackDown, I just like the lights, the brightness. Uh, SmackDown is a little different, but SmackDown in like 2012 and 13, yes, A1, A1. I used to always, you know, that's when I used to be like, I used to have uh, nostalgia like a whole lot. I used to just go on WWE Network and just watch all those matches, segments. I used to watch the full episodes. That's how much I loved SmackDown. Like I used to watch the full episodes. And it don't only it don't even be that good. Like it just be a couple matches. But I mostly watch it because of uh twenty twelve Dolph. Speaking of Dolph, what a segue. Oh my god. Like give me some points. <laughs> Speaking of Dolph. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Let me be a professional real quick. I really don't care because if you know me, you would know I'm a degenerate anyway. But uh, I, I, I just thought about something that made me laugh a little inside. <laughs> the attitude, everybody want the attitude era to come back. And they say, like, the PG era is doing so many dumb things and dumb booking and stuff. It'll be so funny. It'll be hilarious, actually. Like, I swear to everything that if this was the attitude era, this match would actually happen. Just imagine. Can, can you actually imagine... <laughs> Can you actually imagine Vince being like, "Oh, you know, I got an idea. Uh, we're gonna have a match," and then like you get excited and you be like, "Oh, like he's he's got that deep voice, you know. He's he's talking bold, you know. He's he's looking pretty built in his suit. About to make an uh, an announcement. It's gonna be groundbreaking." And then he says, "It's gonna be Barry Corbin versus Bray Wyatt." In a match, a hell of a style match, actually. The winner get to use the number six. That'd be so hilarious. Like, they're doing this hell of a style match just so they could have the number six reserved to them. I just thought that was hilarious. I really don't care about the delivery of that joke, of that little scenario. But, 
Yeah, if you think about it enough, it's pretty funny. And then, like, Bray Wyatt come out with the Sister Abigail mask or whatever. Oh, I'm not even going to get to that. But back to Dolph. So, uh, besides Dolph doing matches, still in the show, along with guys' girlfriends like my old days, he actually won a match. And it was a Hell in a Cell rematch against Bobby Roode on SmackDown Live. Uh, which was yesterday. I don't know why I keep thinking it's Thursday, but it is Wednesday. So it was yesterday. Uh, and he won. Yeah, he won. It was a pretty, it, it was way better. I didn't watch the full match because of technical difficulties. But uh, he actually won. And he did that by uh, doing the classic hill move. And, you know, the Dolph that we've... Uh, grown to love uh, back in that back in those days that I was mentioning, uh, he he used uh, Rue's trunks, and uh, I don't know why people call them tights. They're obviously trunks. Uh, but yeah, he 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 pulled Bobby Rue's uh, trunks to give him uh, some leverage during the pin, and um, a lot of people said that it was it was okay. Uh, from the highlights I saw, I could definitely see. That it was better than their match at Hell in a Cell. And I won't even say that the Hell in a Cell match was uh, bad. It was it was average. Everything was connected well. Uh, except for that Famouser. Uh, but man, I, I hate when Dolph... You, you know what? I remember when Dolph had uh, you know the Perfection theme song. And he he literally did like everything to perfection. But now he's getting old and stuff. And trust me, I loved off, you know. Like he's he's the greatest. Well, one of the greatest. But uh I mean, like, come on, really? Like botch the no, don't do that. Why would you why you gotta botch the famous sir? I don't ever wanna see Dolph botch any move ever and it like hurts my my heart actually shatters because i'm like come on like because literally every match people want him to change the theme song right literally every match he's actually there to show the world like he's the best and like i'd be rooted for him you know even if i don't watch like that i barely even watch him like that i just don't watch the product in general like that but when i watch him i'm like okay this match you have something to prove this match, you have something to prove. That match, uh, not really. This match, you have something to prove. And then when he, he when he's in a match and he has something to prove and there's a botch and people would think it's his fault, man, that kind of that kind of sucks. But uh, anyway, <sighs> so yeah, uh, it was it was better from what I saw compared uh to the Hell in a Cell match. I think the most interesting thing about that match is the fact when after the win, he tried to roll out the ring and the ref was like scared. He it looked like the ref was doing the uh, the 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 floor's lava challenge, you know, like oh I got it, yeah, like come on, like just chill out. It's just a guy rolling to your feet, like it's not a bowling ball. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was okay match. Um. I really don't know where they're going with this. I really don't. And I, I just hope they don't drag this out. You know, this is not a Dolph Ziggler and Miz uh, feud. It's not a rivalry. It's not. 
I think it's just two guys. Like it feels like just two guys just battling it out because Bobby Roode decided to interfere with Dolph's shenanigans. So now Dolph is like, you know, just defending his position, and Bobby Roode is. Uh, not backing down because he's the one that challenged Dolph. And, you know, it's just, it's useless really at this point. You know, some, 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 uh, when you have two competitors, sometimes it's not, it's not good for it to last long. It's not good for it to even go to a round two, especially in this business, because a lot of people, they, they, we live in a world where people don't give cha- chances. So a lot of people, you know, they, they judge the first match. And then they say, oh, you know, this is not good enough. This was boring. You know, I was, this is a bathroom match. You know, I thought the, you know, uh, this is not my opinion. I thought the women's matches was supposed to be the bathroom match. Like, oh, man, like, I don't want to see this be a rivalry. You know, that's how people think. So you have to really be careful what you book. And I know that's asking for too much in a company like how it is now. You know, just book it right. You know, pay actually pay attention to the product. If people say it's trash, you I understand you can't please everybody, but like you you, you just gotta know. You just gotta know. You gotta stay in tune and obviously the business is ran by someone that's considered to be out of touch. And I won't say that I disagree fully uh but like you just gotta pay attention you know people judge stuff from appearance uh people still judge a book by its cover people still uh don't give chances and you know that's just how it is to me i just think that they just have totally like two different styles and i know that's not an excuse but it's like bobby rude i i watched tna and i got if if uh anybody in the creative team was to come to me with that idea i would instantly say no because i know i remember watching tna when bobby rude was in beer money and stuff like uh I I would say that his wrestling style wouldn't match up with Dolph's far as like an exciting match. I, I just could tell you that. And Dolph, um, he works well with everyone. He's kind of like uh he's like uh AJ Styles, but you know Dolph like sometimes people uh he people that he's uh you know in a match with they can't follow him. And that's what he mean by like people riding his coattails. And I'm not saying that Bobby Roode does that. But what I am saying is when you have someone that does it exactly uh, and no, no amount of percentage match up to Dolph's style, uh, you're going to have a match that's lacking. All you're going to have is great sales from Dolph, of course. And you're going to... That's about it. And a couple spots, that's pretty cool. But it's not going to be like a Dolphin Daniel Bryan. It's not going to be like a Dolphin CM Punk. It's definitely definitely not going to be like a Dolphin John Cena. It's not going to be like a Dolphin Kofi Kingston. You know what I mean? It's not going to be any of that. Uh, Dolph even put on a great match with Kane. He put on a great match with a, a lot of people. But it's like Bobby Roode, he has a problem with, and I know the problem, you know?
And uh, but you know, you if they have a third match, if they have a tiebreaker, that probably would be good because, you know, they probably will like you know actually actually shock us, like give us like a like a full blown exciting match. I can't really see it right now, but I also can see it uh happening. Uh, cause just think of uh him versus Nakamura at Backlash. People said it was boring. I didn't think it was boring. I thought it was pretty cool. I thought it was, it was a few cool spots. It wasn't like full blown excitement, but it wasn't uh boring. It wasn't boring. It was like a little above average. But their second match that they had, uh, it was Dolph and Nakamura. Like that match, that should have been at Backlash. That match was really good. So you just got to give chances. Sometimes you get... Sometimes it takes a little longer for people to fill each other out. Pause. And they, you know, they have to understand, like, how their style is, what works, what will work. You know, sometimes when you have matches on TV, sometimes that's even a test, like, to see what works. So you just got to give it time. But, you know, people don't have time. <sighs> but, yeah, um, uh, kudos to Dolph. And I'm still waiting for uh, I'm still waiting for him to answer my DMs. He haven't answered my DMs. And, like, I literally think it's been two years. But, anyway, I'll probably message him again. I don't know. Speaking of things taking time. <laughs> I'm getting so good at this. What a segue. Uh, WWE 2K18. Now, I'm a veteran. Like I said, I'm the greatest WWE Games performer in the history of WWE Games. I know what I'm talking about. Uh, a lot of my used-to-be friends. I mean, I don't have any friends. But a lot of my used-to-be friends, my associates, people that I just know. It's like, oh, I can't wait. You know, I got, I got the deluxe, you know. I'm going to play it days before. Some of them couldn't play it online. Some of them could play it online. Okay, that's one <laughs> defect. The second negative is people said that it was glitches. And that was actually trending on Twitter. Like I said, I don't go on Twitter that much. But I saw that at the last minute before it stopped trending at number one. And, man, like, that really sucks. But see, WWE Games always did that. Like, people don't want to listen to me. And if you're a hardcore WWE Gamer like I once was, like, you you should know that WWE Games, they always say it's going to be uh, bigger and badder. You know, it almost feels like they keep using the same slogan that they've been using since WWE 12 when Randy Orton was on the cover, which that game was trash. But luckily, uh, fortunately for... Myself and my friend Dave and we was able to make it better because that's when we was a team. And we just made the servers better, matches better online. Uh, we used to do like, this how much of nerdy losers we were. But we were still getting the chicks though, especially me. But like we used to do like 50 matches a day. And some of them would be like two hours long. But we was dominant and we made it better. The game, uh, the the ratings was really bad. It was horrible. People were selling the game back, but just because of us, like you know, people kept the game, and you know, we just had a fun time. We made the game better. We we made WWE games great again. <laughs> Man, I can't believe I just said that. Anyway, 
But yeah, like anybody who's a hardcore fan of WWE games would know that they always say it's bigger and better, but it's never bigger and better. Like it's never bigger and better when it comes to you finally wait. Like you like because you be in a hurry. You finally have patience. And then when you finally get the game, you want to just chill. And some people, like I know me, I don't go straight to... I, I, don't, I don't get what's so good about the universe mode. I never will because I just don't get it. And I never finished career mode. I think the only mode I ever finished was Road to WrestleMania. And I was like the good old days. But I never finished career mode because, like, who has time for that? If you could finish career mode... I. Kudos to you, because that's too long. You got to do too much stuff. Like, they actually trying to make you an actual real-life WWE superstar do a video game. It's insane. Like, nobody, I don't have time for that. <laughs> no matter how much of a nerd I am, like, I, I just don't have time. Like, I don't have the patience for that. Like, kudos to you if you can actually do that. And then I saw, like, all the things that you have to do for, in order to be in the Hall of Fame. Like, Get out of here. Like, if you can invest your time like that to be in the Hall of Fame and in career mode, like, oh, my God. Like, jeez. Anyway, so, I mean, I just go straight online. That's that's what I do. With every single WWE game, I go straight online. Uh, But, of course, after I make my character. I make my character first, then I go straight online. Of course, I do the move set and stuff. Like I, I already know how you guys get, but yeah, I do the move set. I do the whole progress for my character to be straight perfection, ha. Huh. And then uh, I go online. But like, when the game first come out, every single WWE game that has ever came out recently for online, the servers are horrible. I think it was like, W yeah WWE two K. Yeah, WWE 2K17. The servers were so horrible. Like, I was such in a rush to play, just like everyone else, to go online, play, have good matches, or just dominate. You, you literally had to watch how you play. Like, literally. Because as soon as you're down on the mat, it's literally impossible to kick out. Like, literally one hit or one takedown, you're done. As soon as you get on that mat, you get pinned, you're getting pinned. Like, you're not kicking out. So that just really sucked at the beginning. And uh, I'd be like, Booker T, every time I get paid, you gotta be kidding me. Whoa. Like, man. And I couldn't use my cash raise, like, get the jet ready, like, because, you know, that's what he said. You know, I couldn't take no cold showers or anything. Uh, that just wasn't the deal when it first came out. But, yeah, um, WWE Games, it always does that. They need to step up the game. Because uh, I know a lot of people also, uh, they complain about a lot of stuff with WWE games. And I'm surprised that is even like, you know, still thriving in the charts. But it never lasts long. It's always the hottest game when it first come out. And that really sucks. Uh, I think one of the problems with WWE games, uh, but because of... The technology and because of the way people think uh, people just focus on the graphics 
they like, oh, this one has better graphics than this one. Or that has, like, the greatest graphics that I ever saw. And it's like, no, like, it's not even about that. Like, I played uh, my first WWE game that I played. I'm not sure if it was SmackDown, Shut Your Mouth, or if it was SVR 2005, which is SmackDown versus Raw uh, 05. Is what Undertaker on it. And they they didn't have the best graphics. But the graphics was good and the gameplay was exciting. It was fun. I played it literally all day. Literally all day. Um when I had company I played it. Uh I just loved playing it. But now it's more about graphics. And uh, it's not even about gameplay no more. They're kind of getting back to the gameplay, focusing on both a little bit. I see where they're going with that because they added a couple features. That's cool. But you could tell that they focused on the graphics more uh, rather than gameplay. And that really sucks because I'll choose gameplay over graphics any day. So that's why I think that uh, it's kind of failing also. They don't put too much time and effort into the game. They do, but then they don't at the same time. And I really think that they should uh they should focus more on suggestions suggestions of the people. Uh, cause they're the ones that's buying the product. They're the ones that's playing it. And uh WWE games wouldn't exist if it wasn't for the WWE universe. So I just see it that way. Um Side note, speaking of gameplay and graphics. Like Call of Duty, <laughs> gameplay is not really that good. Uh, I love Black Ops 1. That'll be my favorite Call of Duty game ever. Black Ops 1 was so amazing. Uh, Black Ops 2 was cool, but it, it did, nothing tops Black Ops 1. And then that other game that people uh, constantly go to and say is better than Black Ops. But nothing to top Black Ops. It's too much futuristic stuff. I just want things to be simple. Why can't we go back to the simpler days, you know? <sighs> Man, I was born in a... Actually, I was born in the right era. But I'm just living in the wrong generation. Anyway. Uh, next topic here. You literally had to watch how you play. Like, literally. Because as soon as you're down on the mat, it's literally impossible to kick out. Like, literally one hit or one takedown... You're done. As soon as you get on that mat, you get pinned, you're getting pinned. Like, you're not kicking out. So that just really sucked at the beginning. And uh, I'd be like, Booker T, every time I get pinned, you gotta be kidding me. Whoa. Like, man. And I couldn't use my cash raise, like, get the jet ready, like, because, you know, that's what he said. You know, I couldn't take no cold showers or anything. Uh, that just wasn't the deal when it first came out. But yeah, um, WWE games, it always does that. They need to step up the game. Uh, cause I know a lot of people also, uh, they complain about a lot of stuff with WWE games. And I'm surprised that is even like, you know, still thriving in the charts, but it never lasts long. It's always the hottest game when it first come out. And that really sucks. Uh, I think one of the problems with WWE games, uh, be because of the technology and because of the way people think, uh, people just focus on the graphics. 
They like, oh, this one has better graphics than this one. Or that has, like, the greatest graphics that I ever saw. And it's like, no, like, it's not even about that. Like, I played uh, my first WB game that I played. I'm not sure if it was SmackDown, Shut Your Mouth, or if it was SVR 2005, which is SmackDown versus Raw. Uh, 05 is what Undertaker on it and they they didn't have the best graphics but the graphics was good and the gameplay was exciting it was fun I played it literally all day literally all day um when I had company I played it uh I just loved playing it but now it's more about graphics and uh, it's not even about gameplay no more. They're kind of getting back to the gameplay, focusing on both a little bit. I see where they're going with that because they added a couple features. That's cool. But you could tell that they focused on the graphics more uh, rather than gameplay. And that really sucks because I'll choose gameplay over graphics any day. So that's why I think that uh, it's kind of failing also. They don't put too much time and effort into the game. They do, but then they don't at the same time. And I really think that they should uh, they should focus more on suggestions suggestions of the people. Because uh, they're the ones that's buying the product. They're the ones that's playing it. And uh, WB Games wouldn't exist if it wasn't for the WB Universe. So I just see it that way. Um, side note, speaking of gameplay and graphics... Like Call of Duty, <laughs> gameplay is not really that good. Uh, I love Black Ops 1. That'll be my favorite Call of Duty game ever. Black Ops 1 was so amazing. Uh, Black Ops 2 was cool, but it, it, it nothing tops Black Ops 1. And then that other game that people uh, constantly go to and say is better than Black Ops. But nothing to top Black Ops. It's too much futuristic stuff. I just want things to be simple. Why can't we go back to the simpler days, you know? <sighs> Man, I was born in a... Actually, I was born in the right era. But I'm just living in the wrong generation. Anyway. Uh, next topic here. Even though this is technically the same subject matter. But not really. It's just about the same thing. The cover of WB2K18. And I want to talk about that. They had some really crappy covers for the past years. Like, what is up? I remember the cover of... Now, granted, my favorite game, which is 05, wasn't the best cover. But, come on, really? Like, let's get back to when a lot of more people was on the front, you know? Like, SVR 08 and 11, and, you know, stuff like that. 10, whatever, like, let's get back to that, because they really don't know what they're doing, and I'm tired of the fire, it just looked like a bunch of fire emojis, like, come on, be more creative, like, if you're going to sell a product, at least have the appearance, the first thing you see, I want to see something cool, I don't want to just see fire, like, what is this, like, Illuminati or something, like, you're telling us that they, was sold out or something, like, go on, like, I don't want to see fire no more. I'm tired of the fire. Like, we had fire so many years. And I'm not talking about the the, the covers were fire. I'm talking about literally fire. Like, come on. Like, just stop that. Stone Cold was cool. Hold up. Stone Cold was actually cool. Just because he's Stone Cold. Even though it was plain, but it was still cool. 
But let's not even start there. Oh, my God. Ever since they stopped doing SVR 11 and just went to WWE whatever. Oh, my God. Let's start with Randy Orton. Really? Randy Orton just doing his pose like he want to look back. Like like it's a girl walking past him and he want to look back at, her, back at her butt. But he can't because he's in an environment of work. So he doesn't want to get caught. That's how he looks. He he does like the side eye or like over the shoulder. Like, oh, she looks pretty good. Like, come on, like, come on, stop with that. And then we have CM Punk. CM Punk was the coolest WWE cover. WWE 2K cover. Know why? Because it was actually unique. Even though he just did the, the, the cross arms for the X, the straight edge. And, you know, it was just cool. He had the tattoos and I don't know. It was just that whole time frame, that whole era was really cool. And then you had the WWE Games panel. That was really cool. Uh... That was the best cover of them all. And then the W2K14 cover. Uh, whatever. I mean, what to say about that. Uh, but the, the panel for that was amazing. I remember Ric Flair for the W2K14 uh, panel. That was amazing. But 15, really? John Cena? John Cena just holding his fists up in front of him. Looking like he's about to fight. Like, come on. Like, no. No. It looked like he's about to punch somebody for disrespecting his house rules. <laughs> Number 138. <laughs> and I, I'm pretty sure that rule is not to make the John Cena joke. Anyway. And then you got Stone Cold. Stone Cold was cool. That was acceptable. Even though I don't know why he was on it, but that was acceptable. It seemed like a desperate move because W2K15 was so trash. But it seemed like it was a desperate move. Like, oh, we're going to have Stone Cold on the cover. Maybe people will buy it. And then we're going to have like a story or whatever. Like, just chill with that. But they had to do it. I get it. Good marketing. Then you got, what, Brock Lesnar. Okay, acceptable. But come on, fire emojis from Snapchat. <laughs> and then you got Seth Rollins this year. Seth Rollins this year, that's cool. But I can name people that's more deserving. And that's so late. I'm not hating. I love Seth Rollins. He's one of the best also. But come on, it's so late. He should have had that cover when Brock Lesnar was uh, being decided to be on the cover. Because that was actually Seth's time. But, uh, ah, man, what are you going to do? It's WWE, you know, WWE and 2K, they book crazy, creative team, not creative at all. But yeah, I'm tired of the fire emojis. I'm tired of, uh, that the filters that they be using from Snapchat. Uh, next year I expect Enzo with a, with a dog filter over his face, it's a good thing that they don't do SmackDown games or definitely Raw games anymore. Because if it was a strict Raw game, <laughs> I would expect a dog filter on anybody. They put fire emojis in the back. Probably some snowflakes. <laughs> but they never come out in the winter, so it won't be snowflakes. But some fire emojis in the back. Instead of Raw, it'll say Roar. <laughs> or Rolf. Whatever.
Anyway. <sighs> Let's get back to the... Wow, another segue that I totally missed. My bad. To myself, I wish it was a mirror in here, which I'm surprised I don't have a mirror because I constantly look at myself. Uh, somebody's got to do it, you know? It doesn't do it itself, whatever that means. Anyway, uh, speaking of Raw, Kane. Now, Kane, Kane coming back, that's awesome. I thought he was going to be uh, running for mayor or something, which I'm pretty sure he did. Or so I don't know, but... It's cool to have Kane back. I don't know why people gave uh, Kane a lot of flack. I don't like Corporate Kane. Corporate Kane was like, okay, something new and cool at first, but then they just dragged it out. That's going back to what I was saying as far as with the authority. It was just it was just too dragged out. But this Kane, Masked Kane, I like it. Hill Kane, like demonic Hill Kane, love that Kane. That Kane should be champ. But, uh... Yeah, he's back. I don't even know what else to say about that other than the fact why is it, I don't want them to seem uh I don't want them to make it seem like he's only back for that match. Cuz if he's only back for that match like why? Like just to give him something to do. Like come on Glenn Jacobs. Glenn Jacobs. <laughs> Glenn, please. Like come on. Like no, don't do that. Like Actually, Kane, I actually love Kane matches. Kane is actually pretty entertaining to me. A lot of people, that's an argument for another day, another time with people that's actually uh, here with me or will call in. We're not going to get into that right now. But Kane is cool to me. And Glenn Jacobs, like, don't just do this match in Jet. Like, come on. You got to do more matches. You got to put over new talent. You know, have, have some fun. Don't just go and, uh, you know, do this match. Don't stay. Just be behind the scenes or whatever you do. Just actually, you know, be out there. Perform. I don't even care if it's house shows, you know. And even if you're too old to hang up, hang with the young guys, you know, whether it's on Raw or a house show, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Because they're going to have dim lights. So nobody be able to see your botches. And Miz, Miz is so great. Miz is so great, man. I remember when I, I'm not going to say I disliked the Miz or I hated the Miz like everyone else did. I didn't think he was annoying. I didn't think any of that. Uh, I just never really paid full attention to him. And I always, I barely even paid attention to John Morrison, but I paid attention to John Morrison more than I did Miz. And then when they, you know, broke up, I barely paid attention to Miz then. I definitely stopped paying attention to John Morrison. So it was kind of like a weird viewer relationship for me with them. And then uh, Miz, he he took charge. You know, money in the bank. You know, the, the classic prime is. It's crazy how he's still in his prime. But got the briefcase, cashed in on Randy Orton. And I've never been a Randy Orton guy. I, I loved when he was the legend killer because that's the only, a lot of people don't know this, but Randy Orton was my absolute favorite wrestler in the whole entire world. At that time, I knew a whole bunch of wrestlers, the ones that I, everyone should know in each company. Randy Orton was my favorite. 
out of all of them. That's when he was the legend killer. That's when he didn't care. That was like the whole McMahon thing. He was doing punt kicks. The real bald Randy, the vicious sneaker Randy, the one that had spit coming out of the side of his mouth because he just ready to attack. Pause. And it's like, man, like that was the Randy. But I never really paid attention to Randy then either. A lot of people would say he's boring too, which is crazy. I don't know about boring, but you know, he put on great matches. Um But I will say I enjoy John Cena's matches more, even though I can't see him. I hate myself for saying that joke. Um But yeah, so Randy Orton, like, I don't know, he was just he was just whatever, but when he got cashed in on by Miz that was intriguing. I actually liked that. And the, the way the Miz did it, like, he did it straight up. And I was like, oh, okay, Miz doing it like that. Because a lot of people gave Miz slack for being a punk. You know, being a coward, uh, being a snake. Nah, he went straight up. I like that. He won. Then he went to WrestleMania. And I was like, okay, why I got to be against John Cena? Like, is it even worth watching? Like, he's going to lose. And then I didn't even want to watch that WrestleMania because of The Rock. I'm not really a big fan of The Rock like that. Uh, I I like his... I, whoa. Calm down, everybody. I like The Rock. But I just don't like how... like It just seemed like he used that tactic of cursing on PG television. Just so he could get a pop. And people would be like, oh my god, The Rock cursed. And I, like, come on, like... Chill. Like... That's reserved to Stone Cold, you know? Come on. But even Stone Cold is even somewhat respectful now. The Rock is calling people pusses and all that. Like, come on. Cookie puss and all that. Got the whole crowd. Like, come on, Rock. We get it. We get it. Uh, But I, I, I love The Rock. You know, he's cool. But I would never forgive him for what he did to, uh, to someone that shall not be mentioned. Uh... In 2013, when he just came back and took the title away from him. That was my favorite title ring. That was plastic wrapping that you heard. Candy that I got sent to me from one of my buddies. But yeah, Miz is great. Uh, People just want to think about how he's been last year and his rivalry with Dolph. But I've I've always been a fan of Miz. I remember when they used to sell the cups at 7-Eleven, I got a Miz cup. So it is what it is. Actually, Miz doesn't get enough credit for... uh, his work because it's not just his in ring ability like is really underrated but I guess people is appreciating it now but I don't know if they're appreciating his his uh ability to wrestle and put a match together like how they do his promos because he trash talks really well he has he's got really better at that but his ability to like bring people together is another thing and make chemistry happen when it probably shouldn't be chemistry like this whole thing with him uh Miz Taraj and Sheamus and Cesaro that's cool 
I mean, it gives them something to do because they don't really know what they're doing with tag teams. I mean, that's pretty obvious. Like, not too long ago, they was just doing uh, multi-tag team uh, matches, like, because they didn't know what to do. The creative team was out of ideas. So now they have something to do, and they definitely have something to do, which goes on to the next topic of The Shield. The Shield is back. Oh, man. See, this is where I'm glad that I'm done with Twitter. And this, I mean, I'm not really done with Instagram, but I kind of am. That was more to, like, my ex-friends and my exes. They love Instagram, posting all those pictures of their faces or whatever. But Instagram, like, I'm glad I'm done with that. Because as soon as the shield come back, oh, my God, people falling out. They act like... The shield is a bunch of, you know, Michael Jackson's, you know, just passing out. But the shield is back. They got a merchandise. And people are so dumb. Like, WWE isn't scripted. Obviously, the shirts were made before they formed together. They didn't make the shirts that quick. They, as soon as they came back, they posted this, a shield shirt and said you could get the official merchandise. That was like a five or ten minutes after the fact that they came back together. Obviously, the shirt was already made, idiots. Anyway, so the shield is back. Dean, Seth, Roman, the originals. That's cool. And it was really cool what they did this week because they came out with the shield uh, outfit, the classic outfit. Even though Dean's was kind of like, I mean, he's kind of sloppy anyway. Anything he does, that's kind of his whole shtick. But that vest was just, that vest looked like he went to Party City and got that. That didn't look too good. But nonetheless, I mean, they came out of the crowd. They stood there. That was kind of a little bit dramatic, though, because, I mean, they already formed. You know, they already formed the week before that. So for them to just stand there and stare at the crowd, that was a little bit cringeworthy to me. But I guess that's because, I, you know, I kind of like I'm like anxious to know what's going to happen next. And then they just walk down the stairs. That's that. I was more worried if Seth was going to trip over the barricade again, but he didn't. He was cool. But yeah, the show is back. And the next segment, I'm going to talk about my theory of what's going to happen. That's just what I think. Now, people come up with their theories and saying this is going to happen, that is going to happen, and they don't really sound too good. What I think is going to happen is this, and this would be so cool. A lot of people hate Roman, just for the simple fact of he's Roman, and they feel like Vince is like pushing him out there, which may be true. Because I hated Roman around that time. Royal Rumble, when the Rumble came to Philly, this was like 2014. I don't know if it was 2014 or 15. But one of those years, I think it was 15. And like, come on, like, Roman, really? And that's when Dolph was, and I know people think I'm a suck-up, but come on, like, Dolph was like at the top of the world, then he was getting cheered like crazy, just like all his other years in the business. You know, people was actually rooting for him. And he had uh, a good year uh, to to get a push, you know, with with the whole Survivor Series thing that I mentioned earlier with the authority. Like, he was on, uh, he had good momentum. 
He came out as number 30. Big Show, Kane, knocked him out. And that's what I'm talking about. The whole authority thing was just dragged out and it was pointless. And, like, it just made people not want to like the product anymore. But besides Dolph, I mean, the Royal Rumble was lackluster. Just like all the previous Rumbles in <laughs> recent times. But like, Roman... He's cool. I don't got a problem with Roman. I had a problem when he was really forcing Roman onto us. Like, we just just let us warm up to him, you know. But you know, WWE, their logic, they they, they just oh put him out there, you know. No, we got to warm up to him first. They didn't just put Cena out there. Cena didn't start at the top of the world. He came out. He did his little promo against Kurt Angle. They fought or whatever. He went to Word Life where he was a gangster that made raps before his uh, matches. Like, we, we've we grown to love Cena. And then he became this Superman, this Super Cena on all these television shows, movies, always in the main event, getting all these championship runs. Like, even though people finally got tired of it. But we, we knew what Cena was about. And then, like, even with... uh. Roman, like, it just seemed like it was just rushed. And, you know, fans, they love pushes being rushed, but it's who they choose. And that was the problem. It felt like, which it was, it felt like WWE chose Roman. But at the same time, not really. It was like 50-50. Because if you think about it, the fans chose Roman also. Because in his times... His times during the Shield, they was cheering for him like crazy. I mean, that's all they was really looking for was a, a powerhouse. And they was looking for spears. And now when he do a solo run, it's like, you know, it's just kind of weird. <laughs> it's funny because Seth is the one that turned his back on him. And Roman is the one to get booed instead of Seth. That's like kind of crazy to think about that just goes to show that you got to be like a real deep uh hill to get heat legit heat you know but that's the tell of our times uh it's a lot of smarks and just people that want to go against what uh WWE or just professional wrestling was supposed to be about but i mean you can't blame them if they know about it they know about it but you got to be a real, real good heel. Like, CM Punk was a real good heel. I remember he had a rivalry with Jeff Hardy, and I was, like, kind of heartbroken because at that time, Jeff Hardy was my favorite. So uh, I was like, what's next? He can't lose this match. I mean, what other wrestling company is there? That's when I was, like, ignorant. I was just like, WWE is the only good company. But, yeah, and CM Punk, he had legit heat. And even that whole... uh, classic uh put together uh you know formation for the match at WrestleMania him against Taker like that was really really well played and he got legit legit heat for that like with the urn and everything so that was cool but anyways yeah like Roman this is my this is what I think is going to happen Roman eventually eventually like the shield is going to break up they're going to break up again but you know WWE, they not you know their logic. They it never could be with stables. It never could be clean breakups. It's really rare. Like I, 
it's kind of hard for me to think of a clean breakup. But Roman is going to turn on him because, like, right now he's getting cheered more. You know, he's going to be that Roman that people cheer for again. But he's, I mean, he got heat for the Undertaker thing, but people already knew that Undertaker's days was limited already. So he didn't really get too much heat for that. I mean, Brock Lesnar, like, he kind of, like, he kind of broke that, that. Let's just say if Roman was the first one to end the streak, that would be legit heat. But Roman is second. And, you know, he's behind Brock Lesnar. So, I mean, it wasn't, you know, it didn't really last too long. Some people was actually cheering for that. But if he, let's just say if the Shield lasts for like a year or two years. You know, let's just say if they do be having like single runs while they're uh get, having the tag team championships or they're just a tag team you know and but somewhere along the line it be it becomes shaky again you know roman is going to be the one to backstab his brothers and i'm gonna tell you how well i'm not gonna tell you how but i'm gonna tell you why because that'll be great heat he just built up his baby face momentum he got all the charisma and then he just turned on his brothers that's a great hill turn for Roman because people will hate him. They already kind of hate him now. So if he turn on his brothers, <laughs> yeah, that's definitely legit heat. It's not cheap heat, not cheap pops. It's different levels. You got CM Punk getting legit heat. Legit heat. I'm talking about fire. Legit heat for just... What you say, what you do, even backstage or even on television from the fans, from your boss, from the creative team, from the script writers. And then you got hills like Shawn Michaels back in the day. But even though nobody will go to that level because I guess the ratings. But you could break some fourth walls apparently. You can even go to the fifth wall like John Cena did in his promos against Roman, which was great by the way. And then you could get heat, like how, I don't know, like Triple H. And you definitely, most definitely could get heel heat, like Randy Orton, the legend killer Randy Orton. Kind of like how Kevin Owens did not too long ago when he took out McMahon's. But uh, even though people was cheering for him, it was still some heat. It wasn't, you know, like Randy and stuff, you know. To me, legit heat is you got to be hated by the majority of the universe. Nowadays, it's split. You know, you do something bad, you get cheered for it, you get booed for it. And then he'll be like, I don't care what you people think. And, you know, it's not legit. And, um, and you know, uh, half of it is the, uh, the script writers fault. Half of it is the superstars fault, the way they deliver it. You know, you got to make it, you, you got to make it believable. And I'm not trying to, you know, make it sound like I'm an expert or I'm a professional, but I just know things. You know, after studying a whole lot of tapes and just knowing how the business work and different things like that, you know, you got to respect a fan that has uh, unbiased opinion and actually is knowledgeable of these things. And I'm one of them. So when I see people that's not uh, confident in their ability to cut a promo, it's kind of like, well, I mean, should you be a heel? Should you be a babyface? Should you even be on TV? And that's that's one of the, the gripes I have, you know. 
And also, like, if you're a baby face, don't be cringy. I know Pete, a lot of it, and it's true, because I've done it. Anybody have done it, unless you're just too sweet and you think you can't do it. But, uh, like, doing a heel promo is so much easier than doing a baby face promo. But the whole idea of a baby face promo is just letting your fans know that you know that they got your back and let letting them know that you got theirs and whatever ob- obstacle you're going through, all of you is going to go through it together and y'all going to come out on top. And it's going to be because of you plus with the support of them. That's really the, the point of a babyface promo and you overcome it. It's, if you want a good example, just look at all the promos that John Cena did. Like... His all his promos is like I got the C Nation with me and all this like, you know you can actually believe that because he actually he believes it, he believes that they're his strength. He believes that you know, you know make make all the fun and you know games jokes you want about those wristbands, but it, just the way he does it, just the way he he promotes himself, just the way he markets. Like, kids actually believe still to this day that if you put on John Cena wristbands, you're going to get superpowers. You're going to get his strength. So, like, and that's cool. That's what you want as a babyface. But you don't want anything cringy like like Bailey. And I love Bailey. as far as wrestling. But talking, she should never talk, at least not for a long time. She She should not go over two minutes. Cause it's already a tip. It's bad enough that it's a typical babyface promo, but you gotta be slow with it too, and you gotta be cringy. Nah, I'm cool. Sasha is kind of cringy too, but she's way better than Bailey. I just don't like the way Sasha say uh, "chu" or "ju" when she mean "you." I mean that's normal, but she really like it's normal for people to say "you" like that. A lot of people does, but like she just go really deep with it, like. Jew, I heard you. What are you gonna do about it? And it's like, uh, and definitely, like, if you're doing backstage segments, please, please don't make it seem like you was waiting for the camera to come on just so you could act out like it's Instagram. <laughs> like, all the Instagrammers, they just wait, they they be staring at it. Some of them got caught. Like, do you have you do you even trim, bro? Do you even crop? Like, you could even tell at the beginning of those videos, sometimes their Instagrammers be looking at the front of the camera, and they'd be like, and then they start acting out. Like, come on. Come on. <laughs> but, yeah, that's what I think is going to happen eventually with Roman. And I can't wait until I see how everything unfolds. And that is all the topics. Yeah. This is actually pretty cool. I might stick with this. This is way better than me making music because I totally suck at that. And though I will not be the plug for you, I will not plug you into my SoundCloud. Um, I will, however, plug my Twitter. It's at HillBZiggler. Same thing with Instagram. Don't expect me to be on any of those. If you ever send me a direct message, I won't answer because those days are over. Uh, <clears throat> And... 
I probably won't even respond to you publicly because I just never be on. I'm too busy with writing poetry, comedy, music. It's like so much stuff I be doing. Then just go on Twitter and see a bunch of people that's talking about politics. Don't even know what they're talking about and a whole bunch of other stuff. And even on Instagram, a whole bunch of selfies of girls that's probably not even old enough to post a selfie. Especially the ones that they be posting. And uh, just a bunch of people that shouldn't have fame, but they have fame. Uh, Yeah, I don't have time for that. So just follow me on there if you want. I'm actually trying to... I'm not I'm done I'm about to retire from it all Like I think this is my retirement tour Like uh, Lil Uzi Vert uh, He had EXO tour life This is definitely BZ tour life Like uh, This is my retirement tour W2K18 is my last W game that I may be playing Because I just don't like the way stuff is The Millennials is ruining it for me Uh, And even with Instagram Millennials and even old people are, uh, I never thought old people would ruin it, but they're a part of the millennials too. Twitter has been ruined for a long time. Good God. I don't know what's going to bring that back. But um, only way I will return to being more active on Twitter is if it becomes more fun or I have more like material to bring. Because right now I just do uh, polling, so it's like kind of boring now. And I don't have time to reply to WWE. WWE's tweets just so I could get a whole lot of votes and replies. Like, who has time for that? Not me. Not anymore. It was cool when I first started, but hey. And uh, let me see. Instagram. Psh, I probably won't become more active on that until my uh, until my babe returns. Because uh, she's like, it's I don't miss it and all this stuff. Yeah, if I stop, I definitely wouldn't miss it. Yeah, she was like a pro at it. Now she's like retired. She might come out of retirement. Who knows? But anyway, I just thought about something though. Hopefully next time I will have a guest. I will have uh, someone to talk to. It won't just be me next time, hopefully. Uh, someone with more insight. Someone with more of uh, someone that's opinionated. Someone as passionate as me. Uh, hopefully we could get that done. Uh, let me see. This has been a wonderful time. I enjoy talking to nobody but myself. And, uh, too bad I didn't have my mirror. I still need to get my mirror. So I won't talk to myself next time I'm lonely. But, uh, thank you for tuning in. If you did, if you didn't, thank you for not listening because I really don't care. I'm just doing this because I'm bored. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have an outro for you, so enjoy. I'll be back another time to steal the show. Whatever show this is, I haven't named it yet. I don't even have a title for it. Uh, It may be something lame like uh, WBZE or something. I don't know. But yeah, I'm going to name this sometime. It doesn't really matter because nobody's going to listen to it. Probably uh, my imaginary friends and my imaginary girlfriend and my wife that I will not see until we are both 27. While I'm older than her by three years, but I'm always going to stay young, so whatever. And she's always going to stay short. But I'm like, I think I'm shorter than her. No, I'm taller than her. I don't know, but whatever. Uh, Yeah, so enjoy this outro. Show...
off.